Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, friends, and welcome to Full Spectrum Feeling. It is Blaze, and this week I want to talk about worthiness and what that means and how most of us, I guess, unconsciously believe about this and what we think about ourselves. So I've been thinking a lot about what being worthy might mean and how do you really help instill worthiness in another human being. So trying to raise my daughter, I want her to grow up knowing that she's worthy of love and she's worthy of acceptance and that she's okay exactly as she is, that there's no emotion that's off limits, that she can make mistakes, that this doesn't take away her worthiness. But what I'm realizing is that I haven't lived that. So it's hard for me to impart this to her. And there's so many unconscious things that get in the way of worthiness that communicate that worthiness is contingent on something. And I've thought this morning about how how society is set up and the way that we seem to interpret it around our ability to be worthy of the things that we receive. I've noticed that even in things so simple as like where we live and what we wear, how do we perceive worthiness? How do I think like, oh, I'm worthy of buying that or having that? And it comes down to this question of, is it okay if I do X, Y, or Z? Will I be judged if I buy, have, do, don't do something? Am I supposed to be doing something? Am I allowed to have this house? Will someone give it to me? Let me buy it. How much do I need to earn in order to make that exchange? And I think maybe this is a symptom of just being part of a capitalistic society, but I'm not really sure because I'm sure it goes well beyond that, that we really do interpret our worth through the lens of earning, or at least that's what I'm noticing for myself. There's this perception that if I work harder, then someone will notice that and then they will deem me worthy of paying more, then they'll reward me and say, ah, yes, you've worked very hard. You've earned this, have more money. When you have the more money, you can then go somewhere and feel that you belong, that you're able to be there because you can afford to be there. So we have all these tiers in society of where you're allowed to be based on how much you've earned, how much money you have, if you belong there or not. And that itself is pretty alienating and already makes you go like, oh shit, if I don't have my shit together, if I don't earn enough, if I'm not presenting myself in such a way or pretending that I have this money or this status or this whatever, then I don't belong and isn't worthiness about feeling that you belong no matter what's going on. But the truth is we don't feel that we belong no matter what's going on. At least I don't know anybody who does. <laughs> so is it one of those philosophical existential kind of questions that isn't answerable? Is it something that's only an ideal that's not actually achievable? Are we lying to ourselves when we say that we should just have this innate worthiness no matter what? 
Or are we talking about two separate things? Are we talking about an inner acceptance no matter what? And yet worthiness is the word we use for it, even though that seems to be in conjunction with earning and proving that you belong somewhere. Um, I don't really know. So in this podcast, I guess I'm just going to spit out all of my thoughts about this as I'm having them and ask the question, what's going on here? (laughs) How can we simultaneously want to teach everyone that we belong when clearly that's not true, right? Clearly we don't belong everywhere. We don't feel that we belong everywhere and we want to tell ourselves, but if we believed that we belonged everywhere, then we could. And that's a really nice thing to want to aspire to or to have as a thought. But I think in practice, it doesn't actually pan out that way for most of us. And then you end up with imposter syndrome where you feel like, oh yeah, I'm just faking. And then everyone's going to find out that I'm faking and I don't really belong anywhere at all. And that leads to crazy depression and not great thoughts about ourselves and a huge distrust of others that I don't think is what we're really aiming for when we're talking about worthiness and when we're trying to teach worthiness and instill worthiness in others. So it comes down to the only person that you can actually teach worthiness to is yourself. I'm realizing like, I can't, I actually cannot teach my daughter worthiness. I can only set an example. (laughs) That's really as big of a card as I have. And that's really humbling to realize that I have no control over if she feels worthy or not, if she feels she belongs or not, I can only show her how I do this and to make her welcome in my world and show her what that's like and teach her resilience and teach her, um, you know, mindset that helps her feel that she's capable of achieving what she wants and therefore can get where she wants to go. And that comes back to the earning idea I don't know if that's really the right word, but it it seems like it might be because in our lives, we have this need for achievement, this desire to keep pushing ourselves and do more, earn more, prove that we've advanced beyond our last best self. I think that's pretty great. I think it's a worthwhile thing to do. But I don't think that if you fail at trying to be better or doing something, it means that you should automatically be out and that's it and you don't belong anymore. So in my world, um, belongingness has a lot to do with just continually doing your best and seeing where you've made a mistake and continuing to try to improve yourself. And then there's also this reality that in, in the real world, as we would tell our children, like when you graduate, when you're out there, you don't just get a certificate for showing up. Like you actually have to do the thing in order to get the reward. You have to complete the project to get the money. You have to get the money to buy the house. You have to get the money to buy the food or whatever it is, or you need to forge relationships that help you to do all of those things. I think that this piece about worthiness and feeling unworthy in myself anyway, it's always rooted in this sense of fearing disappointing others. It's not even so much about survival, although it is that at the base. I mean, it's if I don't figure this out, make this work, then maybe 
one day down the road, I won't have enough money to eat. I won't have a place to sleep. No one will care about me. Like it tumbles down that huge steep road. But I think the way it shows up initially is if I fail to do this well, I will lose some respect in the eyes of people that I care about and that I respect. That feels like death. And then I feel like I'm not worthy to show up in front of them. That hurts. That sucks. And then I see in my child when she makes a mistake or I show any kind of disapproval, like, hey, why did you throw that soggy Cheerio on the floor? That was disgusting. You know, I'll just say, oh, what what did you just do? And she'll look at me and freeze. I'd be like, she, I threw a Cheerio on the floor. I'd be like, well, we don't do that, is usually my response. Like, well, that's pretty gross. We pick it up and throw it in the garbage. Well, there's other Cheerios on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but they weren't deliberately picked up and tossed on the floor. <laughs> And then, you know, she does what I would say is the right thing. She'll pick up the Cheerio, throw it away. But then I saw her run around the kitchen island and just hide on the other side so that we wouldn't see her. And she's feeling this shame for having thrown a Cheerio on the floor. And she's afraid that I don't like her. I don't approve of her. I'm upset. I'm disappointed. She's sad and doesn't want me to see her is what she describes this as. And I think of myself and how many times I do something like that. We talk about it like, oh, we put our foot in our mouth or we realize we've done something really embarrassing or stupid or just unacceptable. And then we immediately go into the, I'm unworthy to even be looked at by you right now. I'm too scared to have you even look at me. And that is our response. Wow. (laughs) So how do you get yourself back from the other side of the kitchen island, right? How do you get back around? And what if you don't have someone like your mom saying, hey, it's okay. I'm not mad at you. Come on out. That didn't work, by the way. That didn't help her come around. I had to distract her and be like, hey, did you want to see this fox rescue on YouTube and see what happens? And that got her to come back out. Is it like that with me? Is it like that with you? (laughs) What do we need as the distraction to shake us out of thinking how ashamed we are or guilty or whatever we're feeling in that moment to get us to re-engage with life and come back out and feel like we're acceptable and part of the team again. I'm just curious, what does it take? And if I'm honest, a lot of the times for me, it does take a distraction. I have to have something else fill up my brain so that I'm no longer thinking about how I messed up, what I did wrong, why I don't belong, why I just can't show my face in front of these people, what they must be thinking or judging me. Really, what I've come to realize is that it's not so much that other people are judging you, it's more that we just continue judging ourselves. Because I think most of us are so caught in our own stuff, we don't have time to judge other people continuously. And sure, there are definitely things for which I have judgment, I'm not going to lie, but I don't think about it constantly. Who has time and energy for that? Most of the time, honestly, I'm just stuck in my own head about my own bullshit. (laughs) And I'm guessing that it's like that for the majority of the world. Like we're not that complicated of creatures. (laughs) We just want our lives to be going well. And when we get triggered and upset and freaked out about something, it's usually not so much to do with what the other person's doing so much as it is about how that person's actions affect us. We're not actually that concerned about the other person's well-being. We're worried about ourselves. And that, 
I don't know. I think we can have judgment around that too. I certainly think, well, that's, that's not great. Gosh, how selfish we are to only think about ourselves. It's not that we only think about ourselves, but it is the lens through which we're perceiving reality. And I don't think any of us have any other lens. Do we really? Like most of us aren't transcended gods and goddesses that are able to just understand everything from all directions at once. We really are living this embodied experience as a human being through our own perceptions, our own memories, our own physical senses. And of course, of course, that makes us interpret everything through our senses, through our experience of it. And the only thing that we truly know is the feedback that we're getting in that moment. So if someone's yelling at us or if they tell us something and we've had an experience in the past of it going poorly, we're just going to assume it's going to go poorly. We react that way. And that's so human. And it makes me anyway have a lot of compassion when I see anyone, and even now myself, going through this this sense of unworthiness, this sense of shame about something is to realize like, oh, I'm just having this human experience and feeling like I have no power here. I feel like I've done something wrong and my my ability to affect the situation for the better has been lost. And I think that that's a lot of it is this grieving for having lost the opportunity for it to go well. So if I don't get the promotion, if I don't get, you know, the house that I bid on, if I don't, um, if I don't go shopping at the right time and the shoes I needed for my kid or for myself are sold out, you know, all of these things, they're disappointing and they make us feel like we personally screwed it up. And if only we had done something differently, if we had left earlier in the morning, if we had worked harder, if we'd gotten A's in class, like whatever it is, we'll have a story about it, about why, this obstacle has been thrown in our face. How if we had done something different, somehow we could have avoided this. And in some cases, we know that to be true. And in other cases, it's it's not true at all. It's just life sometimes throws us crap. Everybody has obstacles. And no matter what obstacle comes up, that's just part of life. This is just the place that you find yourself standing. And it's okay to stand there and go like, well, this is a mess. This isn't going to be fun to deal with. But I think the the part that helps us overcome the worthiness trap is when we're able to find in ourselves this ability to manage the obstacle in front of us or the piece of crap that life has thrown into our lap at this particular moment. And instead of looking at it going, why me? Oh, this is terrible. If only I had chosen this other path 15 years ago, I wouldn't be standing here looking at this swamp. We just go, oh, I'm, I'm standing in front of a swamp right now. How am I going to get across it? Am I going to put on muck wading boots? Am I going to like swing from the trees? Am I going to build a bridge? Like, What do I need to do? Because I need to get on the other side right now. And when we're able to just assess the situation from that space of calm, to just realize this is just a situation that has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with... Um, something I did that somehow conjured this horrible thing into existence or this difficulty or this challenge, it makes life one, a whole lot easier. And it lets you kind of discover your own brilliance and re-engage with the world in a way that lets you not worry about whether you're worthy to be there or not, but really shows you how much grit you have, (laughs) that you're able to overcome challenges, that you're able to do things with something as simple as like the Cheerio on the floor, right? It's being able to tell my kid, 
Hey, I'm really glad that you you picked it up and you threw it away. That was great. Thanks for participating in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> thank thank you for helping us with that cleanup and letting her know that you know, she handled it. And then once you've handled it, it's okay to let that go and move on. You don't need to hide behind the kitchen counter for the rest of the day because the problem's already been dealt with. It wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. It's so funny how something as simple as a tiny breakfast tragedy, one, can make me think such complicated thoughts, right? <laughs> but also that the human condition seems so primed for angst, for anxiety, for these deep concerns about whether we should be allowed to even be in our own lives and also question what we want. Often, like I question, hey, I, I want to have this luxurious life. I like having nice things. I like having nice clothes. I want to go out and do really fun things. I want to travel. And then I question, well, who am I to be someone who gets to travel the world or who gets to, you know, do all these fun things? Like, who who do I think I am to spend the world's resources in this way? And just, I don't know, then you have these interesting language decisions around it. Am I plundering resources to just do what I want? Or am I thinking about it in terms of, oh, I'm connecting with people around the world and I'm having this amazing time and I'm learning and isn't that like a worthy goal? <laughs> when honestly, all it probably is, is I just enjoy doing some things and how do I want to do them? Can I be responsible while doing them? And am I going to just have a lot of angst about it or not? We even have uh, judgments about what's an acceptable level of angst that everyone should have about doing things, and yet we do them anyway, which I guess would be a topic for another podcast. <laughs> the anxiety of what we think we should do, what we're going to do anyway, and what does it all mean, right? Oh, humanity. We've got a lot of stuff going around in our little noggins. Whew. So my friends, what are your thoughts on worthiness? Have you thought about it in terms of like belonging, in terms of earning? Is it something that you are trying to instill in other people that they're worthy and they belong? Is it something that you're struggling with inside of yourself? And if you found a way that really works, that's helping you with your family or friends or with your own existence, please share. I want to know how do you tackle the issue of worthiness? How do you help yourself feel like you really belong? And how do you help particularly little kids, people who are just starting to join the craziness of society, feel like they belong and understand that their, their innate beingness is okay and worthy of existence, even when you make a mistake, even when something foolish happens. I want to know. Please send me a message. You can always reach me at blaze at blazeschwaller.com. I love to hear your thoughts and I would love to hear your ideas for future podcasts. Let me know in the comments or send me an email and we'll make it happen. As always, I hope that you're having a wonderful week and I wish you a true sense of deep okayness this week, that it's okay to be who you are, where you are, wanting what you want, dealing with whatever mistakes that you've had come up this week, 
celebrating whatever awesomeness came up this week, whether it's good or bad. From my heart to yours, I hope for you to have this sense of peace and know that it's okay. Living is living and we're all in it together. Have a great week, my friends, and I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.